Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we have an exciting guest, Chris Hadnicky. He is a social engineering expert. Welcome, Chris, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Thanks for having me on, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be talking about social engineering. The basics, definitely it's something that's of interest to the internal mm -hmm. audit community nowadays with all of the new technology that's coming out and new ways for bad actors to either perpetrate something against individuals or organizations. So first question here, just level set with you. What is your definition of social engineering? I like the way you worded that because there are many definitions out there, right? Um, when I first started in this field, I remember if you looked it up on the internet, you found like the manipulation of a person to do something, right? And I always felt, and the more I understood about social engineering and how it works as principles of influence and rapport and elicitation. So I made up a definition that it's any act that influences a person to take an action that may or may not be in their best interest. And it's broad because I think there's positive sides to social engineering as well as negative sides. So we need to have that definition that encompasses it both from the positive and the negative, so we can understand it from, from each side. Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's an interesting point that there's a positive side to it. So mm -hmm. we're thinking about the bad side, which yeah. is what we mostly yeah. think about yeah. <laughs> as an, as you know, auditors within our community here, thinking about some of the new technology that's coming out. What are some of the social engineering attacks that you can think of that have the largest impact to yeah. organizations nowadays? So let's go down the line. There's four uh, vectors, what I call them, when we talk about malicious social engineering. So the first and foremost, which probably everyone has heard of, is phishing. So phishing is email-based attacks, right, where we get an email that it, some of them, uh, they're really lame, like we don't click on the Nigerian prince that wants to give us $40 million, right? We all know that one. But some of them are really getting very, very realistic. Uh, there was actually a report that I read that the FBI issued that said 86% of spearfish, so spearfish being a, a targeted fish at an individual or a group of people, are now using the social media information from the accounts of the targets. That is a scary stat to me because that means that the attackers are now taking time to go out on the internet, read our LinkedIn's, our Twitter's, our Facebook's, our Instagram's, and then putting that information together to develop a, an email attack. That, that's, uh, that's disconcerting. Uh, goals with phishing generally uh, to install malware, ransomware, to get financial data, to get credentials, things like that. Uh, the next vector is called vishing. That's with a V. So it actually stands for voice phishing. And that's the scam calls we get. So it can be anything from, you know, if you're a homeowner, like uh, the IRS calling you saying you owe money or the grandparent scam, we hear a lot of that. But more seriously, from a business side or an auditor side, government agencies that, you know, the scammers are calling as agencies saying that you're not compliant with something and now you owe a fine, um, a government agency or a vendor calling a company saying you're late on a bill, you have to pay this. Uh, so vishing scams have gone up over 554% uh, in the last year with a $1.2 billion loss in this country alone. And that is just on the reported scams, not the ones that haven't been reported. That's, that's huge. Uh, next vector is called smishing. So SMS phishing is what that stands for. And uh, that, and I know all of us have seen an increase in this. I don't know about you, but go back a year and a half, two years, 
man, I might've gotten one or two weird text messages every couple of weeks. If that now I'm getting five, six a day and they're coming from anywhere. And why? Well, so if we look at just the last 12 months, uh, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile all have been breached. So our phone numbers are out there. So that's why we're getting more phone calls and we're getting more text messages that are fraudulent. Uh, goals with those, generally, they want to steal your access to your phone. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know my phone is not just a phone. It's barely a phone. I don't think I talk on it much anymore, right? <laughs> it's, it's my bank. It's credit cards. It's how I pay things. It's how I check on my company. I do work from it. Phones are very, very important in our lives. So attackers know that. They want to gain access to those phones. And then last but not least is impersonation. Now, impersonation generally um, started off as in-person attacks, meaning like someone coming to your company or to your home or to your business, acting like they belong or acting like they're, uh, you know, a government agent, survey taker, things like that. We see a lot of people still impersonating law enforcement agents and committing crimes. But now the new form of impersonation has taken place, and that's where you see people create LinkedIn accounts for real people, but they're not that person. Uh, one of the most notable was uh, an account I saw uh, just a few years ago where this hacker group in Iran started um, LinkedIn profiles for uh, attractive female reporters here in America. And then they started reaching out to four-star generals from the U.S. military that were in retiring age and asking to interview them about their illustrious career. And in those interviews through LinkedIn, they were able to gather lots of details about projects, code names, and putting that together they were able to actually uh, breach some pretty sensitive data uh, by doing that. So that type of impersonation attack is, is something that we see very often today. So there's your four vectors, vishing, uh, voice phishing, phishing through email, smishing through your cell phone or SMS, and then impersonation. Yes, yes. That's a, it's a, it's a class there on social engineering <laughs> from Chris. Uh, really interesting stats. You said phishing went up 500%. That's crazy. Yeah. It is. That is it crazy. Is. And impersonation, now with, you know, technology on deep fakes, right? That's like, it, it's taking, it's going on on a different level, right? Uh, a whole different level. I, so, you know, people ask all the time about AI and, you know, what, what do I feel the future of that is? And if you look at AI technology that's able to um, find information on anyone, create uh, actual conversations, there's a, a, a software package that Microsoft put out there that with three seconds of your voice, they can recreate a whole conversation as if it was you. Uh, that type of AI technology is scary to someone like me because we're seeing more and more banks now using uh, voice authentication to get into your bank account, knowing that now an attacker may only need three seconds of my voice, which you can find almost anywhere. So I, I, I'm not using voice authentication on anything for that reason, right? Um, there was an attack in France where a group of young people uh, uh, using a computer generated made them, them face look like one a very popular politician and then did some fundraising for Syrian refugees and were able to raise 3 million um, euros in an attack of people wanting to help Syrian refugees. But of course, it was all fake. So deep fakes now are being used in attacks against uh, individuals, corporations, governments. Uh, we see it also used in um, sextortion scams, um, you, you know, just so much blackmail and extortion being used with this. It's, uh, it's a whole other vector of social engineering that is really, really scary. Yeah, yeah, really good point there. And I, I do have the auditor question here, which mm -hmm. is we always try to prevent versus detect or uh, mitigate. So in your opinion, 
Uh, and I know we have different vectors here, but you know, if you had like one way, what, what would be the most effective way to prevent those type of attacks? Yeah, actually, I really love that question. So, um, and, and I'm going to preface this. I know that uh, a lot of times when we talk about problems like this, people want the blinky box or they want the quick pill and you take this and you're, you're, you're safe, right? You know, I want to lose some weight. You know, give me a pill. Can I just take that? I don't want to have to hit the gym four times a week, right? So um, sadly, there is no quick fix, but there is something that can be done. And, and a podcast like this is a great example of it. Awareness. If you don't know that these attacks exist, you can't possibly defend against them. So by becoming aware, like listening to shows like this or reading information or other shows that help you to learn what is phishing, what is vishing, what is smishing, what is impersonation, what does it look like, what does it feel like, those things need to be in your brain. Otherwise, you can't possibly defend against something that you've never, ever even heard of. Like if you've never heard the word smishing, you might not know that it even was a vector that they used to try to steal your, your phone data. So now that you know that, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to be more aware. So the next time that text message comes in and you don't know what it is, you might think twice about, hmm, am I going to reply to that? Or am I just going to delete it? Because you're, you're not sure now. But if you weren't aware before, you might get mad and you might be like, scammer, I'm not answering you. And now you just gave the scammers knowledge that there's a real person at the end of this line. So having knowledge is literally the first huge step and fighting all of these vectors. Yes, yes, really good point. And you just made all auditors more aware of the importance <laughs> of awareness training. <laughs> yes. Yes, so really good. Yeah. Really appreciate you being on the podcast, Chris. For those who don't know you, just wanna learn more about the work that you do, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? So you can go um, to social-engineer.com. That's our site. And you can find out all about the things that we do. Uh, and also, very personally, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so you can follow me on LinkedIn. I, I, I write a lot of articles on there and posts, and, and I, I interact with people who reach out to me all the time. So if you have questions that came up because of this show, please feel free to reach out. I may not always be super fast depending on how busy I am, but I will uh, get back to you and, and we can have a conversation. So that's probably the best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Thank you.